Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borzov. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast uh, season two in 2022. It is the time to up level, and I really do believe that Up Level Together has a whole different meaning for all of us post a pandemic and in the world that we live in. And for that, I really vow to bring you the most incredible conversations that are going to give you the actual tips and tricks that you can use every single day. And today is no different. Super excited today. One of my most joyous, heart-filled, laughter-filled interviews ever was with Dr. Nisha Manik. Nisha Manik is a physician, author, and educator, formerly an esteemed member of the Mayo Clinic's Division of Rheumatology in Rochester, Minnesota. She is an internationally recognized leader in the field of integrative medicine. And I came across uh, Nisha Manik um, through the work of Professor William Tiller, who is the founder of Tillerian Physics, and she was also his protege and wrote an incredible book called Bridging Science and Spirit, which was really a sort of a sabbatical uh, with Dr. Tiller in trying to understand the power and the science behind intention. That is precisely right, the science behind intention. And in this conversation, we talk about not just the science, but actual practical things that you and I can use every single day to use that intention to live a better life. An example is we can actually condition our spaces to feel like Westminster Abbey or any holy space. And she explains how through the law of thermodynamics, but in a very, very approachable and applicable way. Uh, her commitment and dedication to innovative approaches to health and wellness. She's really trying to unify her work as a, a physician and a scientist and also with a spiritual inquiry and practice. She's also a fellow of the American College of Physicians and fellow of the Royal College of Physicians of the United Kingdom. Here is the Western and the Eastern inner and the outer approach to intention to focus and ways that we can use um, her teachings, teachings from her book, from Tellurian Physics, from medicine in every single way. Without further ado, enjoy Dr. Nisha Manik. Just so so incredibly grateful for your time, and you are <laughs> this big grand scientist. I believe that you are a revolutionary, just like mm-hmm. um, Bill Tiller was. And it is remarkable to find people who are so highly advanced in terms of physics, medicine, information medicine, to actually be spreading this this knowledge. So- Jasna, I love your enthusiasm. You're so kind. My goodness. Ultimately, I'll tell you this. 
So the biggest thing about spirituality is that it's not serious. It is so fun and so juicy. Your life becomes one big spontaneous adventure. Spontaneous is it. You're not driven by the past. You're living right here, right now. You know when people say, be in the present? Exactly so. Now, it takes a little while, you know. Tiller was, by the time I met him, he had had meditation under his belt for about 30 to 40 years. Okay? And I met him uh, in Scottsdale, and I knew this is the mentor I want. And I'll tell you more uh, a bit later, but it was clear, first of all, he was not a showy guy. No, not at all. No. No, he loved French fries and apple pie. We had a very um, laid back conversation. I was the one terrified of meeting him because whenever you meet a rock star in science, you know, I went in with the idea that as though, Jasna, just imagine if you're meeting Isaac Newton for the first time. What would you ask him? I wouldn't even know where to start, but I would prep for days and months before. <laughs> so, so I had his books with me and I didn't understand them. So what do you do when you meet a rock star in science? Okay, so I went in with a bit of starry eyes and fear. Okay, I was a little terrified because I was wasting his time, wasting his time. And I wasn't wasting his time. He was generous kind and said what really are your questions yeah. open up your questions and I said you know actually there was so much confusion in my mind and I don't really know I don't really know what you are saying in your books mm -hmm. but they are really important because something inside of me uh, is like a, a quickening I feel something so that's your intuition playing. Now, you can rationalize it away, which I could have done. I said, oh, you know, I've, I've got papers to write and clinics to run, and I don't want to go there. But I gave it meaning. I just stayed with the feeling, and I said, I don't understand these equations, but this guy is saying something. I got to reach out to him. All right? So that was... You had a pull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was very, very moved. Yeah. And what is remarkable, so the, in the book Bridging Science and Spirit, um, I felt the same. I have the Psychoenergetic Science book right here. And I would read parts of him like, I just don't understand. I don't understand. But I felt like there was something that he was saying that it was very important for me to know. So yes. this book is really the journey of you taking a sabbatical and saying, I don't fully understand, but I want to. And that mm -hmm. is, I feel like I am talking to a rock star because you had the courage and insight and years of research commitment to actually translate some of the concepts that were so ahead of its time. So I want to thank you yeah. for, for that. And, and <laughs> well, Jasna, you know, you, you remind me of the time when I was at the Mayo Clinic. You know, I'm a rheumatologist, so I deal with people who have chronic diseases. And they have arthritis, you know, we've made 
great strides in, in treatment and understanding the immune processes. But I knew, so, you know, integrate, I'm an integrative physician. What that means, it, the word integrative means I combine the best of conventional with the best of complementary to augment conventional care. I don't deny it. I, I use it. I prescribe medicines and steroids and all that. I want to, I want to keep out the inflammation as quickly as possible, but to give turmeric and fish oil and medicines was not cutting it. And I knew that there is something far more to uh, paying attention to the human body. Mm. And this is where Tiller comes in. And my segue into his work was the biofields of the body. The, bo the body has material things that we can see and dissect in the anatomy lab, which is the muscles, the nerves, the blood vessels. And, you know, the beauty of the human physiology is breathtaking, but it doesn't end there. It's much more. When I talk about the biofield, I'm talking about the acupuncture system. And I'll tell you, medicine has really grappled with this. It's, it's like a mystery, okay? We're getting a little closer, but we're taking a God knows how long, you know, with randomized controlled trials and sham niddles. And listen, they're real. They're very real. And this was the segue to Tiller's work his paper, 1993. And this is free. You can go to Google Science and Google Papers, Google Scholar. What are subtle energies? What are subtle energies? 1993. He coined the term subtle energies. So here's a physicist, Stanford, height of his career, Okay, he's an engineer. He knows physics and mathematics like, oh, come on. Okay, he has patents and all this kind of stuff. But he was actually really curious in parallel with his conventional science. Mm -hmm. He was doing this other work that when I meditate, I feel things and I can move things. So what are these Qigong masters really doing? because they're doing something and I could feel it too. I can play with the ball of energy between my hands. What gives? And medicine cannot get there really. And you, here's, a, here's a reason why, because your listeners will be curious. Well then, if you feel it, we can measure it, right? Because in science, we, we measure things. We, we measure the temperature, the color. We, you know, all of these analysis. Subtle energies escape that, right? We cannot see it. We cannot see the channels, but they're very real. We feel them and they're subtle. They're not weak, but they can really move things. Energy. And this is the thing about Tiller's work. He realized they're not electromagnetic. Big clue. All of our world, the CERN included in Switzerland, when we do lots of physics experiment, what are we doing? We're looking at fundamental particles, mm -hmm. electrons, protons. We smash protons. And we try to get to the big bang of the universe. The big bang really is electromagnetic, but the subtle energies are even more fundamental. They're not electromagnetic. So you can put an instrument close to Jasna and it won't register a thing because it isn't 
electrons flowing through it. It's something different. Just that one clue opens up your perception already. You're not limited in electromagnetic forces. All right. So just just put that just put that out there. It is okay. This is incredible. It's opening up. I mean, it is a completely different way of looking at the world, Nisha. Yes. You don't deny it and you don't say just because I don't see it, it's not there. That's a really big no-no in science, you know, that we only have to see it and then we believe in it. No, that's that's incorrect. Well, so with with integrative, I knew that giving turmeric and fish oil and all of this excellent conventional care, we have the subtle energies and my patients would make a leap in their own physical wellness and their emotional wellness when they're doing Tai Chi or breathing or yoga. And I asked them, what are you doing? Because I look at your lab work and you look fantastic. I don't want to give you more medicines. This is a mismatch. This has happened where you look at a lab work, you're preparing for the appointment and this wonderful person comes into your room and they look fantastic, okay? You don't want to treat lab work, you want to treat the person. Mm. And that's when I realized I paused and moved back and I said, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. What's going on? And I asked my patients and they said, one of them offered that I do meditation and I do Tai Chi every day. Even if I don't feel like it, I put out the mat. The intention was there. That's it. The intention was there. And she would get on the mat and do some breathing and come to her appointments or whatever her day held. So that was the big clue that subtle energies are real. They can really move the physical and power up all the conventional, even though we see, oh my God, there might be something really you know, bad that we have to jump in with all kinds of stuff. No, not necessarily. Always treat the patient. I, I, I love the, how you made that transition. So your your nudging was that you're a physician treating people. There's something there was something more that cannot be explained, and it led right. to the world of thermodynamics and intention, which now we know can be measured. In intention can influence matter. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. You know, we always think, yeah, sure, but show me. Why isn't it happening? <laughs> uh -huh. Well, we're going to we're going to show them how. That is my hope. Well, first of all, if you're listening to this or watching this anywhere you are, pick up the book Bridging Science and Spirit by Dr. Nisha Manik, because th this is the book um, that really you talk about building a bridge of understanding from conventional physics and how we're limited in how we view uh, some of those things that we cannot measure in our field. Right. So, okay, Yasna, you're telling me that you're vibrating, <laughs> but I can't, how do I measure? And like, I know the feeling. And I also know that the other people around me can feel that kind of energy, energy yes. of intention, even in this conversation, What is what is my agenda, right? So having that, I believe that anyone that I talk to is going to feel this. So if you mm -hmm. pick up this book, you will understand the the actual science in such a, I felt simple way that really allowed me to finally comprehend of like, 
aha i felt <laughs> I, I felt like light bulbs were going off nisha so i want to really thank you time for or thank you for taking the time to actually write this because i know yeah. that it wasn't most of your family was like, what are you doing? And they did say that. What are you doing? You're leaving this clinic and everything behind it, you know, and you're doing this. When you are in the pursuit of truth, you don't give up. And I think that was it. You know, there was this commitment for this lifetime to pursue the truth. And I felt Tiller came closest in his science to really unlocking that mystery what a homo sapiens really is this homo sapiens the thinking species the creative species mm -hmm. and in that um he, he's very um you know he passed away earlier this year but he's to me he's still here you know when i say tiller is it's very real he had such a an impact on my life um tiller was so um hard to understand, okay? His papers, his, as you said, his book, Sacroenergetic Science. When I would write to him, when I saw what are subtle energies, there was this silence, you know, nothing happening because he didn't have computers. He would tell the lab person to check his messages until one day I got this message. Bill says, read his book, Sacroenergetic Science. So I read it, I read it again and again, and I was writing arrows and sticky notes and post-its. And I wrote to him, I said, look, I'm coming to Arizona Scottsdale. I wanna meet you, please. If you could just spare me one evening, I was very intentional about this, okay? I wasn't gonna give up. I just knew, as you said, something moves you to just speak to him. Well, long story short, he actually said no to me. You go back to Mayo Clinic. You don't, you shouldn't be messing with physics was his, you know, our languages don't intersect. And it was later on, Jasna, that out of the blue, about three months later, it was summer of 2009, Three months later, he calls me out of the blue and says, I've been thinking about your proposal a bit more. And I think if you can translate something of my science for your colleagues, it was really to get to medicine, mm -hmm. then I think I will work with you. And then he made another request. I said, okay, 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 no problem. He says, I have no funding. I said, I don't care. I don't care about funding or no funding. I'm in. But he made one request on the phone and just listen to this because it was it was really tremendous. And I wrote it in the manuscript. And that is, I want you to meditate daily. Which university, which medical center? And I've applied, you know, through my career and lifetime, I've filled out many application forms, right? Tell me one place where you where it says do you meditate daily mm. one of the most fundamental skills of a homo sapiens is what to become familiar with your own mind mm. your own preferences and prejudices you need to understand yourself know thyself so when tiller said i want you to meditate daily i was so dumbstruck and delighted i knew that's it 
that's it. This was a missing piece in science. And he just said it very plainly on the phone. Didn't say how long, didn't say what I should do. That was up to me. I come to Scottsdale and one of the first evening meals we had together, he says, you know, Nisha, you, you're on a, you know, meditation. I hope you're doing this. And I said, you bet I am. And he says, I just want you to know that when people embark on meditation, you want something immediately, mm-hmm. but it can take time, okay, for the chaos to settle out, but you keep at it, mm-hmm. all right? So that was very wise of him to say, it's okay, I know where you're going here. I'm very energetic and I have lots of things and you know, I wanted to ask him bazillion things even in a menu, okay? So it was a kind way of saying, I hope you're meditating and and that timelessness is necessary. Now you're taking the time, but what you encounter is timeless. You encounter yourself, you become familiar with your own mind. And that was very valuable to acknowledge and confirm what he had been through. You know, 1970s as a young Oxford uh, scholar, um, he started meditating, but he was doing it here and there, but it was really then full on serious every day, an hour in the afternoon. And so by the time he came into Stanford in the 1990s, he was there a long time, but 1990s, he decided to do the target experiments. And so he knew that the the monkey mind, the the thing we carry on our backs, it's whittled away. Sometimes it can happen speedily in a nonlinear way. Suddenly it's all gone or it can take time. Don't be disappointed. You just stay with it because the divine is taking steps towards you. It's a juicy way to live. It really is. So that was the biggest gift I can tell you in, in my interactions. Meditate and even before I got to Scottsdale, okay? And it's something I do every day, twice a day, 20 minutes. I just sit quietly. There's, I just sit on my chair, okay, and close my eyes. I even used to ask him, how do you meditate, Dr. Tiller? What do you do? You know, like. There's some magic and mystery. He says, oh, yeah, you know. And I said, okay, that was, okay. He says, no, I'm not joking. You you said it. <laughs> you know, it was very, it was very, very beautiful. He just said, just, and um, Jean Tillery's wife said, Nisha, you can always take your awareness from, we think consciousness is the brain. It's not, you know, consciousness is a field. You drop your awareness down to the center of your heart and stay there. Mm. Breathe in and out and stay there. And you can repeat uh, a single contemplative line. I am free. I am love. I am awareness. There are many others, but you can go there and just be there. And that's extremely powerful. Just, just, just what I've just said uh, for your clients for any of these listeners if they can just have the willingness to be here take a deep breath close your eyes to the outside world and just go breathe and drop your awareness to your heart it's speaking the truth to you Mm. that's that's all it is 
And then came this book. And I'll tell you, you know, um, it was an engineering of, of sorts because out of this vast realm of Tiller work and also a lot of uh, supporting science, it's not just Tiller, but I had to bring in the CERN, I brought in John Wheeler, I brought in Paul Dirac, uh, Maxwell, there are other luminaries and they're just fantastic there. I, I feel like they're my family. So, you know, taking the bricks of ideas and constructing the pillar, one, where we are now, Number two, let's look at this aspect now. Number three, let's introduce, and I'm going to come back to thermodynamics, but that's energy. Mm. Energy is what moves our world, okay, our cosmos. I'm moving my hands and speaking to Jasna because I have energy, mm. all right? So energy is our, you might say, universal currency, our raw material, there's a law that governs energy, that's thermodynamics. That, in a nutshell, that's all it is. But the beauty of Tiller has shown this, and that's pillar number four, his target experiments. When you become sufficiently developed in your practice, and Tiller had, you know, I told you 30 years, and he was a genius in math, he was now ready to ask, can my thoughts? change water simple as it sounds mm -hmm. simple as it sounds he says well i can't keep thinking over this glass of water so he wrote it out may the hydrogen ions in this water go up by a factor of 10 right very scientific and very scientific an intention statement that's it you know you can have i want a red sports car Okay, write it down. I love a red sports car, two-seater with the top down. I don't know, write it down. And he was he was very precise about writing it down. There was something about not just having in your thought, but actually writing it down as an intention statement. Writing it down is, is a kind of, um, and in fact, hold it and then write it down. You'll feel a difference. Uh, when you write it down, there's an emotional intelligence that also is there. And I will tell you, when you're writing it out, you'll, you'll actually say, you know, that doesn't feel quite so right anymore. And just the revision of it tells you you're on the right track. You, you reprioritize things. So he used to write it down and he had a spiral notebook he carried in his briefcase and he would bring it out and he always wrote these intentions. We worked on them together quite a lot and there were steps to it. You know, let's decide on, uh, you know, a, a patient of mine. We were uh, doing information medicine on this gentleman and we said, okay, he has this arthritis and conventional medicine has been limited what are his goals and we formed an intention and we would go together looking at we want this goal and then this goal and then this goal he the patient and me decided until it crafted the actual english language it's amazing it's just like that i love that and that refers to the story of your patient who was really struggling for many many years of yeah. severe pain and arthritis and how the um IHD, and we're going to talk more about that, an intention yep. statement you've crafted alleviated his pain unlike anything else that you've ever attempted before. Yeah, this was so fascinating, you know, um, 
But one thing I, I, I want to say about Pillar 4, and I didn't realize until, until my editor pointed it out, Robert pointed it out. Tiller used to write, thy will be done at the end of every intention statement. And I used to think it's rather quaint, poetic. Nice, nice, okay, nice, okay. So I'm writing it because that was really his, he would write, thy will be done in the book. And Robert, the editor pointed out, Nisha, that's the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. I did not know. Can you imagine all these years with Dr. Tiller? And it came to me like a, I was so dumbstruck at the absolute, the Lord's Prayer is Master Jesus speaking to the field, to the Father, our own inner teacher. Okay, that's tremendous. I'm using a lot of words here. I realize that. But thy will be done is saying, oh, Lord, show me the truth of this. He didn't tell a funding agency, show me the truth of this. He didn't tell an editor of a journal. Anybody saying thy will be done. Oh, God, show me the truth of this. And that was tremendously heartfelt, powerful. So I, when I practice this at the, at the bedside with my patients, we craft an intention and we write, thy will be done. Yeah, well, I or think, amen. I, amen, or so it is. I feel like Jesus understood thermodynamics all too well because there is this uh, assumption, it's done. I say that it's done and it's my intention, assumption that it's already, it's taken care of. And yes. I, all I just have to hold it there um that is these i speak it into reality which is what really we need right now in today's world and this is so what you've already shared about meditation yeah i can't thank you enough because that is a powerful reminder of how some of the prescriptions are very very simple but nisha people are really struggling today yeah Right, we're just so there's a constant um influx of negative informational input so yes. even now the wars polarity inflation and we're very very affected we are highly incoherent and i know yes. you've written about entropy and entropy which which i finally understood in, in in ways of like am i being incoherent meaning are my ways uh all scattered all over or am i becoming more coherent like that yes. meditation does so yes I'm curious, why do you, uh, question is, do you notice the same thing? Yeah, I do. Sure. You see, individually, um, we have great shifts happening to us. They're beyond our control, but our reaction to them is in our control. You're only subject to what you hold in mind. I repeat, you're only subject to what you hold in mind. And, and we'll come back to that. Remind me, okay, because it's really important so when you have all the myriad thoughts, which are incoherent, they're really anxiety, fear, uh, apathy to all the way to sheer anger, right? We can have full on rage of why is this happening? I was in control, things were going well, and now we have all this stuff going on. When will it end? Actually, I hear this also a lot. When will it end? One of the first things, you know, I say, okay, first is let's clear out our own individual 
diet. And when I say diet, it's what you eat, throw out the soda, the, the, the soda and the chips and the junk food and carrageenan to MSG. <laughs> clear out your diet through the mouth, clear out your diet through the eyes, shut off the television for God's sakes. Mm -hmm. Can we do that? Okay, shut it out. Shut out what you're listening to for a while. It'll be there. Just shut it out because everything you're taking in your eyes, ears, mouth is your diet. We think diet is just what you put in your mouth. Actually, no, your diet is all the information you're collecting from the environment, okay, that you're incorporating and accepting. Then, then okay, so once you have that awareness, okay, what am I doing? I won't watch TV in three years plus. I don't miss it. Same. <laughs> okay. This is somebody who reads the Wall Street Journal and Economist. It's all gone. All gone. Because I don't know what's, um, as you said, it's really not um, truth. Okay. It's constantly the goalposts are moving. Well, then I can take charge of myself. I shut it off. I clean my diet. I have nice tea, okay, <laughs> all right, and I listen to music, all right, it's not rock music, but there are certain sounds, they will heal you, so start with just your individual consciousness, become aware of your diet, clean it up, clean it up, now you can move into the first way to release the anxiety, and this is absolutely in our control. Absolutely. And I teach it to my patients. Breath. Breath. Anchor to your breath. People do not know how to breathe anymore. I'm telling you right away. I listen to people's chests. And I think, are you breathing? Like this? Okay, this is not breathing. Breathe deep, hold, and let it out. And you're engaging the vagus nerve of the body. This is tremendously healing, anti-inflammatory, right? Energizes you. You talked about energy. You want free energy? Your vagal tone is right there. You didn't have to take Red Bull and caffeine. You just breathe. Breathe. Mm. It will energize you and release your anxiety. And expect another stack of anxiety to come up. You are in control. By the way, any of these emotions of anxiety, anger, greed, loss of control, loss of focus, they're limited. They're finite. You, the essence of that which you are is infinite. It's love. So whenever these things come up, clean them off. It's like a mirror, you're cleaning it. Let the blocks to the awareness of the love, that the essence of that which you are, fall away. Let them go. Breathe. And if um, there's a lot of anxiety, open up your heart like a window. Let these butterflies out because it's not yours to keep. Powerful practice. Breathe, open, and the solar plexus, survival mode, open. Let the butterflies out. And you keep doing that, and I promise you, you're, they'll start to sit up a little straighter and breathe a bit better, 
smile. The, yes, the outer conditions are exactly the same. Who cares? But you are in charge. And then another practice is just moving into silence. Then you do a few deep breaths, and I can tell you I've done this. And honestly, it's hard to talk for me. It, 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 you know, I just have to sit there for about five, six minutes and then energize myself to, okay, I'm going to form words again. Okay. The silence is very wonderful and natural. So clean out your diet, clean out your environment, breathe. Okay. And move into silence. There is, I, I just want to say something, and I know, uh, Jasmine, just interrupt me at any time. Okay? Oh, because I'm just, I, I am taking it in. I'm thinking, oh, my God, right now, what you just said is the prescription for the book that I'm writing. It is the prescription mm -hmm. for every single human, because what I'm hearing over and over is, well, I am, I'm, I'm not in control. Look at the world. I'm like, you're absolutely in control every single day of your environment and we're going to talk about that and of your mind and if you're feeling completely rattled it's what what was your diet last few days last few hours yes. like Nisha says right yes Not what i'm drinking but what are you yes. taking in on a daily yes. basis is causing this hyperventilated feeling of oh my god there's hope uh, the world is hopeless everything is falling apart we're, we we're lurching from one extreme to another jasna expected it's okay so um you know there are times I'll, I'll i'll just shut off the social media because i do have some channels and you look at it um and i even that read keep creating keep creating so i write intentions every day i write them for myself my family my patients i even ask them you know can i write an intention for you you know let's work on this together that is very beautiful because that's love oh, that's okay. natural right that's and and all the finite things will just they're finite they're they're, they're, they run out. They have to run the course. So you don't resist it. You stay with the discomfort of it. You feel, oh, okay, oh, God, I saw this, and oh, what's going to happen? You sit with it, breathe, let the window open, let the butterflies out, and keep doing it for several minutes. And it's so beautiful, you come out a little lighter. And be quiet. It's okay. Yeah, you don't have to quiet, do all the actions. Quiet the storm. Well, yeah, we feel like we have to do 300 things when prescription is very, very <laughs> simple. I want to remind you what you just said earlier. Um, we're subject to what we hold in, in mind. Yeah. Right? We're only subject to what you hold in mind, okay? Mm -hmm. What you see inside is what you're projecting out there. That's a tremendous realization because, you know, we tend to say, all of that is happening out there. It has nothing to do with me. But actually, we are putting into the collective field of consciousness. Consciousness is not your brain. You know, I, I point to my head here. That's incorrect. And I wrote it in, in my book that consciousness is a field. A field means it's a continuum. No gaps. Okay? It's a continuum of love okay and out of this unmanifest 
comes the manifest things I, that we I, call material things. I love that there's something when you're speaking of consciousness, your book is highly indexed, just so you know. It's like all marked up. You say consciousness is not a thing, but a process of personal growth and registering new experiences. And the level of consciousness is the most crucial aspect of health. Yes. And I assume that's all aspects of health. I'd wager it will improve relationships, improve self-esteem, lift us up to really live all without drugs. Yes. And, yes. And that's, I, I, and, and that's remarkable. And you say we must act and overthrow the programming on our cell phones, unplug from the TV. We're being called to become alert, awake, and in charge. Yes, we're being called to become homo sapiens to homo spiritus. From, from homo dubitus. <laughs> I say spiritus because, you know, homo dubitat is the doubting man, the skeptical yeah, yeah, yeah. person. I was yeah, inventing yeah. terms for oh, this book. Away from homo dubitat, <laughs> we're, mo we're moving. No, I, I love that. You yes. know, what is, I think that another thing that's coming up is that uh, a lot of people are telling me when they come home, what I, what I love about this conversation, um, you have been interviewed quite a bit and Tellurian physics is and thermodynamics are concept that, that is becoming more prominent. But what I love about the conversation we're having is so practical mm -hmm. from, from a giant like yourselves and, mm -hmm. and, and the memory of Dr. Tiller, who's still here, that we're actually sharing things that can help people who are struggling in everyday yes. so thank yes. you for that and very often i will hear people well i just feel like my home is just you know full of anxiety and full of chaos and in, in the book you also quote tiller saying physical space that we're in mm -hmm. is malleable to human intention and yes. you have witnessed, um, you, you know, experiments that show the space was changed to become conditioned or pumped yes. and, yes. Um, and change uh, with our emotions and intention, right? So yes. I have an intention statement for my home behind paintings that I bless and I uh, constantly pump and when I meditate, but would you please explain what is a, con a conditioned space, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. this office that I'm in, right? Yes. Yes, we become we we elevated with our own emotions. What does that mean? Does it make us feel better? Or what's the point of it? <laughs> Great question. So, you know, I, I, I did medicine in London. And I worked at St. Thomas's Hospital, which is a big system just across the Parliament buildings on River Thames. And just across Westminster bridges, Westminster Abbey. Okay, so I at lunch hours, if I had time, I would go to the Abbey and sit there. I had no idea what I was doing. It just felt good. Oh. Why did it feel good? What's, 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 uh, now I could keep my eyes closed and you could transport me back to the lab. I worked in the lab in, in London. Uh, I did genetics of arthritis and you could put me back in the office and I would know, even though I have closed my ears close my eyes. So what is it about the space of the Abbey and my lab in St. Thomas's Hospital, even though I have no sensory input? We feel it, don't we? Mm. What is it about the Abbey over centuries of people's intention from the stained glass windows, the beautiful music, 
the sculpting, the pews, the very intention of people making this grand structure to honor the divine. We feel it centuries we do. later. We it do. is eternal. And here's the thing. I'm keeping my eyes closed in the back of the pew, but I feel it. I feel energized and I go back to my office and continue my papers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. The same feeling. This is interesting. Listen to this. So I go to Tiller's Payson Labs. Now, Payson is a, a small town in the center of Arizona. It's quite an elevation. It's surrounded by pine trees. Very lovely. Tiller had his labs there. The first time I went to his labs, imagine entering a space full of computers, gauges, uh, thermometers, Faraday cages. And I'm sitting there in, you know, in the lab waiting for him. And I felt this sense of hallowed space. Mm. I could have been in Westminster Abbey or the Tiller lab. There was no difference. Mm. What is the quality of that space? Ask yourself. It's not the content. Tiller's intention did something to the physical vacuum of the space. And I'll tell you, physics will say this. The chair I'm sitting on is mostly empty space. The electromagnetic forces between atoms hold the thing together. Mm -hmm. You can split it. You can split the chair. And the reality of, of the universe is that the most, um, I would say 95% of reality is actually empty. Okay? Nobody will argue with that. They all say, yes, actually, you know, the atom, if you really blow it up, is like, this little thing in the middle of a football field and the electrons way over there, what's in between? Nothing, except there is something. And that's what we call the field. It has the field of potential. And once, and this is what Tiller says, that his intention, he stumbled into the biggest, you might say mystery <laughs> of the target experiments. That when you when you do any experiments in thermodynamics, you want to monitor the target mm -hmm. and the surrounding conditions of the lab. Mm -hmm. And he noticed the lab space was behaving really weird. Mm -hmm. He was monitoring the temperature. He was monitoring the water temperature. And he says, I don't know, Nesha, these things were all, oh, you know, really rhythmic. Boom, 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 like a like a music right on sync. It had nothing to do with the, you know, time of day, circadian, uh, winter, summer in Arizona. It had nothing to, or it, it, original experience were actually in Plymouth, Minnesota. It was in, in Minnesota. And uh, Greg Fandel is from Minnesota. So he stayed in with Tiller. But anyway, they were originally from done in Minnesota and then it moved to, to Arizona. What is this waves? He was seeing them. Then he did mathematics on that waveform to reduce them into harmonics. You can do that. You can do that with bird song, you know? And you can see, oh, look, the bird song is this frequency and this frequency. And this. he did that. He did that mathematical Fourier analysis and found that these temperature things these water things are nesting into each other. 
that's really weird. You don't see that in normal labs. You don't see that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. And even if these currents were temperature or air, if you put a fan in the room, they would disappear instantaneously. He put fans, he put this, he tried to interrupt them. He said they just kept going for four to five years. They were just, uh, 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 you know, they were measuring them for a very long time. They were very consistent. It was not random. It was absolutely there. And he realized this is an indicator of something actually happening. And it's not in the air. So where is it coming from? Where is this fluctuations coming from? <laughs> That's when he realized that human intention is touching the physical vacuum, tickling it. And from there comes, what is the physical vacuum? Potential, unmanifest. And we know from Carl Anderson's work in Cal State, oh, okay, uh, Caltech, not Cal State, Caltech, that's where matter comes from. When you have enough energy, human consciousness, intention energy, or you have energy from the sun's rays, cosmic energy, it does something to the vacuum where you pop out an electron. Exc matter. It excites it. Yes. You're exciting the field. And then we're turning it from potentiality into actuality. I'm clapping. I'm <laughs> clapping. That's I'm exactly done. right. I'm it's learning exactly from the best. <laughs> so science is probabilistic, right? We, we look at probabilities of things happening. With your intention, you're moving the needle now to actuality all the time all the time all the time so what i'm what i really want to reiterate what nisha just said in 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 a way that it, our thoughts our emotions our intentions create the space and that space affects us so it's kind of like this boomerang we affect the space and the space affects us you were talking about healers offices doctors offices where the, the physicians are pumping the space with good intentions of healing Yes. Why churches, mosques, synagogues can often be such beautiful oases for for that kind of healing. You so know, the way I see it, and I, I used to laugh when Dr. Tiller say, he says, you know, Nisha, conditioned space where people feel a sense of well-being and uplifted, it's hospitals, chemotherapy units, neonatal wards, hospitals, yes, but just imagine yoga studios up and down the country your local Starbucks, uplifted, you know, you go in and you feel, okay. And in actually in ancient India, you know, the temples were empty. They didn't have all this stuff. They were dedicated to Lord Shiva. You would go into the temple and lie on the floor. What were they doing there? They were getting the energy because that conditioned space from divine intention is, is now pumping you. Okay, which is remarkable. And the, the just of this conditioned space that is based in thermodynamics, where the D space turns into something that Hiller called the R space, right? right? You're lifting it, you're just lifting it. So D space and R space are together all the time. What you want to do is go towards the reciprocal space or R space. That's a higher conditioning than D space is direct. That's 
that's our everyday reality, our everyday stuff. In our space, oh, cameras, <laughs> um, you know, computers, they all take on information. They are repositories. They behave differently. The physics is different in reciprocal space. That's Tiller's, that's the first rung away from just electromagnetism and the standard model of the CERN. Okay, that's that that's that's what we know. Yeah. But once the Higgs boson was done, now you can move up. You we, it's time to move up. Why 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 go <laughs> we're, why keep, we're not done. We're it, not done. I feel like we're in such a, a, a beautiful time to be alive. I feel like Dr. Tiller was so ahead of its time where so much of this was just not welcome with open arms. There's so much skepticism in traditional form of science where every uh, it is it's very difficult but i feel like the paradigm shift has to happen and people are becoming open to it um so nisha you know i told you i have an intentional statement behind a painting mm -hmm. in my home so there's a photograph over there of wild horses from my hometown that my brother took and there's this, yes it's incredible how he captured it so it's yeah. a blessed painting and i believe that images like that for me it imprint and condition my space but what could what could people do to condition their spaces right is it to have an intention for their space or is it to bless their space or is it to yeah. just be joyful and dance in your underwear <laughs> all of the above really <laughs> if, you, if you if you want to have music and dance in your underwear so be it one of the things about intention and tiller said this uh and and did this was consistency he went back and he did it. He went back and he did it. Reproducibility, rep repeatability. That's science, right? So he kept doing it. He says, when we were reproducing our experiments in our data, whoa, where the space was just different. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then at first the intention for water pH change took, I don't know, two or three months. Then it just took off. And I'll tell you, subsequently, it was just faster and faster and faster, mm -hmm. okay? So once you meditate, say, in my space, in my library here, I can work very easily and write because I show up, I show up, I show up and do my work. He called it the George's garage effect. Yes, I love okay? that story. Right. So when you CEOs, when they're wondering, hmm, it isn't the same anymore. Well, you can go back and recapture that old essence, but be quiet in it. Okay. Be there. Yes. Symbols like pictures, uh, holy symbols, music. These are all divine high level of information that now changes that space. We feel it, don't we? When we listen to good music or have an aromatherapy or have a loved one touch us or a smile of a stranger in a supermarket lifts my day, you know? So, so this is it, the space responds. You do it consistently, you'll be conditioning it. Oh my God. I, I just... And I have, I have written an intention just for space for my subscribers to my MailChimp, I'll send it to you. Okay. I'll send it to you. Yes. So is this because I wrote a specific, can... I wrote a specific one to to the divine uplift my space, and you can write your address if you want, 
and 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 it, I crafted specific sentences you can write and then write it out, say it out, and you can read it uh, with your children, with your husband. So as a group, you're saying a prayerful for your own dwelling. Yeah, that your dwelling is special. Your dwelling is for the highest good. The highest good includes everyone. Everyone. You mm -hmm. and now you you individually. And you're feeding to the field. Now you lift everybody up. Make no mistake. You know, your prayers are not lost. That intention is not lost. It it affects all of us. Yeah, I think somewhere at the, towards the end of the book, you talk about, um, I can't locate it right now, but you talk about, you know, this isn't just about us individually. It's really about how do we serve the greater humanity how do we make a difference in this world and by changing ourselves yeah. and being in the space of love and joy by tuning out the noise we we really change the fabric of society which is just so so brilliant tell your clients keep polishing your own self let go of those feelings of anger and loss of control breathe 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 let let the butterflies out let them out let them out don't hang on to them that's not yours to keep. Mm -hmm. You are an infinite field. Even that, you're an infinite field. You're a god. So where's the limitation here? I, I there's there's something that you uh, quote Dr. Tiller in the book. Um, and before I go on to the question, just want to re remind our uh, viewers and, and listeners to go to Dr. Nisha's website and sign up for that uh, newsletter because that's where we're going to get these more of these intentions. But um, in the book, you say the space of a single hydrogen atom has enough potential energy to sustain the entire Earth and yeah. its inhabitants for millennia. In the yeah. emptiness of space, there are innumerable energies so man's kind of potential for creativity and innovation is inexhaustible. So when I read this, I know the truth. Quantum physics, thermodynamics is coming forward and saying, yes, we know this to be true. It's it, all of these different things. But what I heard there, I want and this is where I want to take this. This quote of yours is in the words of Edgar Case and William Russell, who talked about accessing the genius, right? They said that we all have access to the beautiful piece of music we want to create or an incredible book that we want to write, right? Mm -hmm. I believe that today we need solutions for the mm -hmm. problems in the world. And because we're so tuned into the mainstream fear, we're tuned yes. out away from that power, from that hydrogen atom, right? So physics <laughs> is so clear on it, but how do we access that that genius intelligence that we can create in our in our lives for for the well-being of others you know um first i just want to make a little comment on um the energy of a hydrogen atom which actually john wheeler he was at princeton of just a brilliant physicist who did the calculations okay so each single hydrogen atoms has more energy than uh, the entire solar system, 15 billion light years. Okay, that's in, we cannot conceive of those numbers. It's very hard to get our arms around such, mm -hmm. such comparisons. So I, I sometimes tell, you know, uh, imagine your pinky finger can light the whole of Chicago. <laughs> 
all of Chicago for a year, okay? So there you are. So how can you access that genius that which you are, okay? You have to clean the mirror. So I would say imagination is very key here. So how do you activate the imagination? In the silence. But you have to clean the mirror. Shut out the shut out all of this television and diets that you're immersed in, which has really been really our MO for a long, long time. Mm. We have to unplug from that. It's okay. Not you're not missing a single thing. Now you have a potential to create something of your own. Okay. So when uh, bridging science and spirit, all those doodles you see in there, those are my doodles. I, I'm a visual person and I knew that this isn't going to be a science book. I had to imagine it and I could see the bridge coming into view. It was very vague. It was, then you, you plug more, you plug more. I would draw here, I would draw there, Paul Dirac here, okay? So your imagination is activated and it can, your, your creativity can come in many ways. It can come in a chocolate chip cookie mm -hmm. or it can come, okay, through uh, uh, a written proposal for your business. Ultimately, you want to serve. Ultimately, you want to serve. I want to serve with my electric company and my whatever invention. I want to serve humanity. And I'm going to do it with the best employees so that they too can rise to that their own inner creativity. You're not limiting, it should be this rule or that rule. You simply loosen up a bit. Mm -hmm. You can get there, clean out your mirrors, go into silence and imagine it. Write the intention. My company is gonna be number one SNP. I don't know how they write these things, but I do it for medicine all the time. <laughs> yeah, literally. What shall we write about today? And this is what I even told one of my patients. And I, you know, I wrote a, a masterclass, five weeks to mastering rheumatoid arthritis. And I said, God is my chief medical officer. <laughs> oh my God. God is my chief medical officer. <laughs> I love and that. it's the truth because that's it. Energy, energy comes from where? Spirit down to your information. Yes. <laughs> it's like a transformer. Then it goes down into your acupuncture system. Then it goes into your nervous system, which goes into your immune system. So spirit, that which you are is spirit. That's thermodynamics. High energy flows to low. There you are. We said it in like a five-year-old would understand, okay? Energy flows from high to low. The source of energy is spirit. And in that great spiritual realm is our sun. Our sun gives us free energy all the time. Free. The plants take it in. We eat the plants. We make energy. That's it. Unbelievable. Nothing more complicated than that, really. 
I love so energy is your raw material. Yes, you know? Of course it is. I love that. And you know, I, I do want to comment on the the graphics in the book, your doodles. There, I have never seen it has inspired me. I'm like, maybe I should do a doodle for, for the book because it, it what what it has done is sometimes when you would write about something maybe a little complex, I would see this beautiful graphic and I would I would get it. I would get it in an instant. So I want to thank you. It's like this book is just really, really beautiful. Coming back to people want something now, they're anxious, they feel out of control instant gratification right so instant gratification and that's what tiller pointed out to me in scottsdale in that restaurant you know i said to him meditation and he says do it be consistent because um the more you do it and it's true it's it's so wonderful it's the juiciness of life to be here to be with myself to know myself and Master Jesus always said, know thyself. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, when I was at Stanford, I felt out of control. And I was at Stanford University uh, in rheumatology, lots of responsibility. To, I, I would say it was a little brutal. You know, you're doing this and this, and you have very little sleep. You're running on empty, and you have to start on call tomorrow. I was in Palo Alto, and I was driving home. And I really was a little apprehensive. Okay, I'm driving home. And I asked for help. I think I just said help. That's the simplest prayer. Help. And what came was heal thyself, physician. I thought, what? It was like, like a voice came out of nowhere. Heal thyself. I went home to San Carlos, I lived in. So I wrote it in my diary, heal thyself, physician. And came, and I was, you know, I, I think it was that, that commitment to truth that when you're saying help, help me see, help me see this differently. I am on call, I have work to do, mm-hmm. that I wasn't alone. That through this challenging period, I was, seeing myself and rising and being okay with it. And it was okay, right? It was all okay that everybody was safe, that you had, I had help, that I come and with one patient after another, that I'm present, that I asked for help or asked the consultant. And so physician heal myself, heal my own mind. Yes. Ultimately, you're shifting your mind, okay? You're healing inside. And so know thyself is consciousness. It has all these levels. You know, people say, yeah, everything is consciousness. And then that's where they stop. I think it's very limited. Consciousness has its own states of being. You have a state of anxiety. You have a state of joy. Right now, it's a state of joy and happiness being with Jasna right now, right? We have a state of absolute light and ecstasy and absolute fear states. They're all on a continuum. Are you referring to the map of consciousness? Yeah, yeah, of David Hawkins. He really helped me understand that. So that's why to say consciousness and stop there is not enough. 
You have to know your state of consciousness. And not only that, you become aware of your preferences, your likes and your dislikes, because spirit doesn't label you are labeling. Mm. Once you know your preferences and prejudices, you can let go of them and choose again. Yes. This is what Master Jesus does. He's a psychologist par excellence. He always says, come, my brother, choose again. Choose again. Oh, I love that. And that is the choice that we can make every moment of every day, every every year, no matter when we can we can start again, we can choose again. We can choose again. And if that's too difficult, breathe. And even as you start the car, say, I am love. You open the door, I am love. Get into the elevator, I am love. Drink your tea, I am love. <laughs> I love this. So it's a contemplative way. You are simply aligning the with the truth. There's nothing untrue. That's timeless. You just go, 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 go. Just with that one sentence you could spend 20 30 years of your life discovering the mysteries of i am love oh isn't that remarkable and and then then having the hope and may may our intentions so an example of intention would be i intend to work on my consciousness i intend to open up my heart to love open the window so the butterflies can fly out mm -hmm. so the intention can be as simple as that yes and then that will be done, oh Lord. That will be done because what happens then is that we're literally changing. We're affecting our reality. We are, our thoughts, our intentions. We've talked about that. Intentions is literally, it's malleable. Uh, our space or uh, around us is malleable through our thoughts. It affects yeah. matter. And then, and that is, you know, that takes us to the, um, uh, the law of resonance or law of attraction, right? It's so popular. How do I create Yasna, the millions <laughs> and the millions? And the, right? the law of attraction was good as a beginner. I call it the kindergarten way, okay? <laughs> because again, where you are in a state of consciousness is where where the, the it's like an iron filing. It moves towards the iron, you know, the magnet. It's this huge thing. And the past doesn't push you. It's your your decision for a future that pulls you into it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing is coming to you that way because you are rooted in the past. What you want to do is recognize that. Okay, it's not the past pushing you, but your decision for a certain state of being in the future and now you're ready to become that you're becoming you're becoming right you're becoming you're an avatar in training <laughs> i love that i love that how's that one That's avatar no, but it's really true because tiller often said you know nisha if you can change water and you can change an enzyme and you can impact a fruit fly positively with he was never thoughts. nasty. Yeah, he was always kind to these animals. Then you can spin off planets. And Lord Krishna shows that in the Gita. It is the truth. So he's showing Arjuna, his friend, that look, you don't recognize me. And you don't because we're cousins. And, you know, but you've asked what is the reality? And he opens up his reality, which is so enormous that Arjuna sinks to his knees. Too much. Right? Yeah, too much. 
So he gets amnesia again and he's back on the battlefield now. Well, hey, Krishna, what do I do about this problem here? Okay, so Gita has a lot of beautiful uh, instruction, what we have already discussed here, all right, that we're in this great battlefield. Do not lose heart, my friends. You are an avatar in training. You have divine help. And ultimately, you are also divine. And you have to reach that divinity within yourself. Manifest by becoming that. Don't attract it. You are that. You have to clean it out. And in little steps, you're doing it all the time. I love that. On that note, Dr. Nisha Manik, internationally renowned integrative specialist, uh, integrative medicine specialist, and you are an and protege of Dr. William Tiller, and uh, uh, just such such a student and teacher of Tillerian physics. I, mm. I, I really I've listened to so many, probably every single YouTube interview with you. I, I not lie. I've read this book now three times. <laughs> Uh, I wow. really have, I mean, I really, because it is so meaningful to me and I feel like every time I listen to you, I learn something new and what is just so remarkable and what I really want to thank you enough and, and my intention for this interview was how do we make it so practical for people who are so spinning, who really want to find, well, what does this all mean? I don't care about intention. What, how do, how does it, how do I make it work for me? Because I believe when when we're suffering, um, we're really only focused on ourselves. How do I make myself better? And that's okay. Right. You more than anyone else is worthy of your own love. Amen. But okay. then you we... yourself are worthy of your own attention and love, and uh, that's not selfish. That's uh, that's the biggest gift you can give to the universe is self care. Amen. Because when we do, we rise in consciousness and we become yes. loving towards everyone, towards yes. all, all everyone in the in the planet. And I do believe that we we create the fabric of the society. And I believe that you are one of those people. So I cannot thank you enough for this conversation and for your time. Jasna, you're very kind. You're so enthusiastic. <laughs> I can't believe you watched all those youtube things oh my gosh every single one of them every single well i there were just so many incredible back you know backstories of your journey and and the actual all the experiments and we're going to link those but besides the findings and people can read the book how you know how do i apply this today so i'm just i'm forever forever grateful and this is a meaningful conversation to me because i believe that we're on that trajectory towards creating yes. a better world and all of us yes. becoming awake to our own power and it starts yeah. with inner peace and love towards oneself and everyone else around us you know we are in the great awakening and uh it's uh it's going to be um bumpy road ahead <laughs> bumpy road. Okay, it'll, be, it'll be bumpy it'll be bumpy and you stay with the bumps, you buckle up and you simply say, okay, I'm going to breathe today. Your intention, dear Lord, remind me to breathe today. It can be simple. Dear Lord, let me be of service to you, O Lord. St. Francis, okay. O Lord, help me shut off the television, O Lord. <laughs> Shut it off. 
it starts like that you know really thank you so much um, for all of you make sure that you order bridging science and spirit on amazon or any, any bookstores uh, anywhere where you buy books um nisha manic uh jasna it's been a pleasure thank you for having me well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.